The easy way is doing the work and doing it strategically, staying in your lane and following these very distinct five steps to make it happen. That is the shortcut. Okay, the shortcut is doing the work. Welcome to the Seven Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I'm Madeline White Silva. I'll share my real life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day to day without me, so that now I run my seven figure business on three day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. The next stage is the startup stage. And this is when you're between 50,000 to about 250,000. And this is really when you start, your business is starting to gain momentum. In this stage, you are putting 10 times effort to gain one time the return. This is about getting the rocket in the air. And, you know, it takes 80% of the fuel to get the rocket in the air. And then like the 20% to like do the journey and then come back home and land it. All that energy is really important. And in this stage, it's a lot about spinning the energy to gain momentum. And there is definitely a sense of hustle mode right here in the startup stage. And you need to put that hustle in there. You need to really go all in on your business. I do not believe that it's great to have a side hustle at this stage. I think that at this stage, you want to go all in so you can put all your focus in your business. I'm going to tell you the story. So my husband is a musician. He plays music here in Austin with Ely Buck Davis, which is a senior songwriter here in Texas. And my husband plays lead guitar, uh, Larry, Larry Silva is his name. And we were sitting around, this was years ago, decades ago, actually. Um, we were sitting around with some friends of ours that, that are part of the Gramblers, uh, Nikki Bloom and the Gramblers. They would play at this little music festival in Big Sur of California. And we were sitting at the bar and hanging out. And um, we asked the guy, you know, what does it really take to make it in music? How do you become a professional touring musician? And he looked at us and smiled and said, hey, the very first thing you need to do is quit your day job. You have to go all in. And I think business is very much the same. If you have this vision that you really want to build, you're going to have to go all in on your vision and your dream. And some of the thoughts you might have at the stage in the startup stage are like, I'm freaking doing it. I'm doing it almost in this belief, like I'm actually making this happen. This is exciting. Well, you might question yourself, you know, I don't know if I actually can do this. Do I even know what I'm doing? Right. So there's some self-doubt that absolutely will seep in here. And this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. This is very common. This is like the reality check. That idea that it's 10 times effort to one time return is oftentimes where people get stuck, right? This is a lot harder than I thought. And I say that, you know, many entrepreneurs, they, in this stage, is like pushing the boulder uphill. You're pushing the boulder uphill. You're doing all the things. You're not seeing a lot of return because again, 10 times effort to one time return. And you're wondering if this is what you're doing is even working. Is this even working? What the hell am I doing here? And you're pushing that boulder uphill and it's heavy, it's hard and it's difficult and it's harder than you thought. And you wonder if you're ever going to get easier, right? This is the stage a lot of times in the startup stage where you're in that hustle mode. And you also 
throwing some spaghetti on the wall. You're trying a bunch of things because you need to. You need to kind of figure out what's going to work for you. And you're really defining if you're going to be a successful business or not. And so there's a lot of trial and error that goes into it too. So you're going to have some letdowns. You're going to make mistakes. This is the trial and error of finding your way and finding the path that's going to really gain momentum for you. But still, it's 10 times effort to one time return. So you're pushing a boulder uphill. And most people get really prolonged this stage for way longer than it needs to be by constantly dropping the boulder because they feel like they're on the wrong path, they're pushing it up the wrong hill. They never got to get there and they quit. And it's small, minor quits. It's a quit in a tactic, not staying with a strategy or tactic long enough to actually see results, jumping from mentor to mentor to mentor or different programs and just doing a bunch of different things rather than really refining and fine tuning and starting to really to build in the strategies that's actually going to happen. In reality, in business, it's not so much the big leaps or the big pieces or strategies that's going to change the whole world for you. It really is the smaller tweaks that you make and refining what you already have going on. And that's just, it's, it's a slow process. It's not a thing that happens overnight. And so a lot of people quit right before they're about to crease the hill. And then they start pushing the boulder up another hill and they do that over and over again. And that is truly what leads to burnout in entrepreneurship is this thing that you never really push the boulder far enough or high enough that you creased the hill. Because once you crease the hill, it's rolling downhill the other side, right? And now you're running to keep up with it. So there is that thing that happens, but you have to stay with it in order to crease the hill. And then some other thoughts are like, who am I to do this? This is like that thought that I started a conversation with today about, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? Who am I to do this? There's so many other people that are way better than me. And you're just kind of doubting yourself. And people are going to think that I'm trying to be someone. So this is a big one. I definitely have this sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I still feel this way at times when it comes to putting my content and my success out on social media, because a lot of times my friends and family sees it, right? And that's usually where I get the pushback from. Like, oh, I'm trying to be somebody you are trying to be so cool. Or there's a level of, I don't know, this happens to me, you know, where people say little snide remarks or little pokes at what I'm putting out on social media. And so I had to overcome that, right? This is part of leading yourself and going all in on your vision is really to let go of what other people are going to think of us. And it may still show up. And I understand now, right, that most of the time when people are criticizing us and trying to tear us down or give us those pokes is usually because it triggers something in themselves, right? They 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 have a self of of lack of worth. And so that's what's showing up for them and that's how they're responding. So that helps me to not take it so personally. The number one thing to focus on in the startup stage is what I call the empowered client journey. So you may have heard this, that it takes between 14 to 21 touches to turn 
a potential client that just become aware of you, that you even exist, to turning them into somebody that's curious about potentially working with you, to then getting them to be in a committed paying client in, in your community. And so that empowered client journey, what those 14 to 21 touches are going to be and how you're going to stay top of mind and building that know, like, and trust factor with an audience and also really growing that audience so that you have more and more leads in your pipeline. This is the number one thing to focus on in the startup stage is really cultivating and intentionally developing the empowered client journey. One of the things I see all the times when I step into businesses is that there's no real cohesive journey. There's a bunch of pieces, standalone pieces that are not really working together in a cohesive way. So they are not building on the momentum that was created by the first thing. So for example, you know, you may have a podcast, but it doesn't lead anywhere. So like I had a client who had 90,000 downloads on their podcast, really successful podcast, but I didn't have a lead magnet. So none of those people ever ended up on her email list or inside her community where she could cultivate that relationship. So yes, she got a few leads from the podcast, but not a whole lot. So we started adding in the lead magnets, right? So now we're leading them from the podcast onto the lead magnet. And now she has a one-on-one relationship with them in her email sequences. And then she invited them in to a five-day challenge. And so she created this engagement process where every step of the way, they, she's cultivating this relationship with her leads. And they led in to the next step and the next step and the next step very intentionally and naturally. So really thinking about what are the steps that you want to build out to have those touches and build that relationship with leads. Really important to focus on that in the startup stage. And how do you build a business in alignment with your natural strengths and unique wiring? You definitely want to start thinking about that. So many people later in business realize that they built a business they do not enjoy. And As we are creating the business, which is really what you're doing in the startup stage, you're defining the business model, you're defining who you're going to be speaking to and and kind of really developing the business, like the marketing strategies and the traffic strategies to bring in leads and make the sales and what the program is going to look or the service is going to look. And you're figuring all of these pieces out. It's really important to not just try to contort yourself into somebody else's idea of success and try to emulate how somebody else is doing it. Yes, you can learn from other people, but it's really important that you have a mentor here that understand who you are and really try to see things from your perspective so that you can design a business model that is in alignment with your natural strengths and your unique wiring. So for example, I literally hate networking, like going into a room with a bunch of business owners and go to a big networking event and try to find clients that way is horrific for me. Like I'd rather poke my eyes out than have to do that. So I'm not going to build my business around having to do networking events, right? So I love sitting here creating this podcast and videos for you. This is super easy. My team takes this content and then sends it all out to you in all the different platforms It's fun. It's easy. I get to really talk to you from my heart. And so this is a really aligned 
an easy way for me to stay connected with my audience. So find that thing that's going to be it for you rather than just doing what everybody else is doing. Find out what you really want it to look like. And the number one thing that gets in the way in the startup stage is self-doubt. Like I said, it's, it's about pushing that boulder uphill and kind of stopping, you know, halfway and not being sure if you're doing the right thing and starting over a lot of times. And also the added factor of the trial and error also makes it some things are going to work out and some things are not. So that adds an extra component of worrying about, can I really do this? Do I really have what it takes? And then not playing the long game, right? Not playing the long game. So trying to get those quick fixes. And I would say this, you know, the online world is not super conducive to playing the long game. Because if you're hanging out online and you're seeing all the other people, it always look and sounds like they had overnight success. That they had this amazing thing that they did. And then all of a sudden they doubled their business. But reality is that they spent years trying to figure it out, or at least a couple of years, or maybe a year, you know, some time trying to figure it out. And even people that step in, like, for example, when I started this business, we grew very quickly and we scaled very quickly, right? In a couple of years, we were making seven figures. And you can't expect to do that right off the bat. You know, I have over 30 plus years of business experience behind me and I helped many businesses scale. I worked in many different businesses. I know the building blocks that I needed to put in place and what it needed to look like to gain that momentum. And this is why I'm recording this to give you the building blocks of what it's going to take to actually grow and scale a business successfully. But I knew those things. So Even though it looked like maybe I had instant success, in reality, I had invested years and hours and so much heartache and stress and worry and anxiety. All of that had gone into me learning how to make it really quick, right? So you have to go all in on playing the long game. And really, like I said in the beginning, luck isn't coming for you and nobody's coming to save you, right? You have to just be willing to go all in on your dreams and your life and stay with it and give it you all. And if you do, it's going to go so much faster than trying to get the short fix, you know, trying to get the thing that's going to make all the difference, like that dream that maybe there's an easy way to do it. So right now you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free. And you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. The easy way is doing the work and doing it strategically staying in your lane and following these very distinct five steps to make it happen. That is the shortcut. Okay. The shortcut is doing the work. 
The business model here is primarily a solopreneur in the startup stage. You're building the foundation that you can really scale from. So you're really putting the structures in place. And most of the time, it's just you. Maybe you have, you know, one or two VAs to help out along the way. And the leadership that you're really looking to develop is leading your vision. So now you are like, you put your vision out there and you really want to lead the vision. And what I mean by that is stay connected to your vision. Don't get distracted from what other people are doing. Be very strategic on how you are making decisions in your business, not just reacting and play the long game. Keep refining the things that you are doing that may not be, you know, home run right off the bat, but you can tweak them a little bit and refine them to make them even better. And this is where a mentor comes in and really can help you look over your business and have that bigger picture. Oftentimes, a mentor has had way more business experience, can see the patterns in your business. They can tell you what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be amplified, what needs to be eliminated, where you need to focus your attention and really help you kind of make those key strategic decisions so that you're not just, you know, spinning your wheels and circling around the dead end, right? You actually are making progress as you're moving forward here. And the skills to grow in the startup stage is to become really good at sales, and I happen to love sales. I think sales is really about building a relationship with people and understanding from their point of view, what is getting in the way of their success? What is it that they truly want? And, and what kind of support do they need to get to where they want to go? And then position yourself as somebody that can help them. And if you really take the time to understand somebody's struggles and challenges, then eventually they will really see you as the person that can help them solve it. And so the more you can lean into that, that's really what sales is about. And understanding your profit and loss statement. So many times people don't know how much the business is making, where the profits is coming, where the most clients are coming from, what their conversion rates are, all of those things. And you really want to track that stuff. You also want to understand your numbers. This will really help you to make decision, not just from a reactive state or an emotional state when you're having a bad day, but really from the numbers. And I say this, numbers never lie. The numbers are key to running a business. And it's also powerful to identify the buckets, you know, and, and make sure that you are building a profitable business. I cannot tell you how many seven or eight figure businesses I walk into that the there's no profit margin. The owners are barely paying themselves and there's no profit margin left at the end of the day to reinvest in a business and keep growing it. And so even though they're making millions of dollars a year, they're barely breaking even and the level of stress is compounded, right? And they have a huge overhead and it's really costly to run the business and they're just struggling still just to make ends meet. And so you don't want to set yourself up for that. You really want to start control of your finances and pay attention to the numbers and know what to look for and how to predict cash flow so that you know how to really create a successful and profitable and sustainable business that becomes easier and easier to run and more and more profitable and really affords you the kind of life that you really want to create. And 
you want to be really good at regulating your nervous system. So I share fairly openly about the fact that I grew up with a lot of trauma in my life. And I've had some really big traumatic experiences um, from all kinds of abuse, both for my family of origins and other attacks and instances that I had to live through in my life. I almost got strangled to death as I had some really intense trauma in my life. And sometimes the trauma would hijack my logical brain or my adult brain, right? I consider trauma to be equivalent to a two-year-old holding a gun to your head. That's the level of logic that trauma has. And it can really take us out of our game. And so, you know, I had to go really all in on healing my trauma and regulating my nervous system and really understanding when my brain gets hijacked and knowing how to get myself out of those corners, right? Like disarm that two-year-old with that gun to my head and figure out how my adult self can step back in and take care of her, you know, nurture her and love her up while I also lead myself and create the vision that I really want to create. So really going all in on those things. I will tell you this, the regulating your nervous system and healing your trauma is one of the most powerful things that you can do for yourself and your business if you have a really big vision, because this is the thing that's going to take you out. You know, strategies and tactics are only going to take you so far. But these pieces where you are limiting yourself or self-sabotaging yourself along the way is the stuff that's going to stop you from actually being as successful as you can. So spending time here is really important. And I also think having a mentor that understands that this isn't part of the journey for you. I don't believe we should go all in on mindset and only do mindset and sit around and wait for the magic to happen. And I also don't believe that we could just out hustle this stuff. Okay. We have to do a little bit of both. We want to take strategic, intentional action and we want to really hone our mindset and got to in and get fully on board of moving forward in a big way and, and not letting ourselves self-sabotage the journey that we want to create. And the other thing I would say, it's also about getting comfortable with confrontation. So what I mean by that, especially if you grew up with a lot of trauma, but I think this is very common in general, is that many people are very uncomfortable with rejection, right? So in the sales process, one of the number one skills to grow in the, in the startup stage is sales. So in the sales process, it's very easy uh, to shy away from having sales conversation or not wanting to do sales conversation or feeling awkward in sales conversation, especially if you're not comfortable with confrontation or allowing people to be a little bit uncomfortable. So I think in sales conversation, the biggest mistakes people do is that they talk too much. They just talk over the client. They don't ask enough questions. They're not curious enough. They're coaching. They're trying to show off their expertise rather than really understand the client's needs and listening to the client. And, and we do that, right? We do that because we want to be more comfortable in our own being. And so we just kind of over talk. We just talk a lot. and. And we think that if I just show them how cool I am and how much I know, then they're going to want to work with me. But in reality, the client is looking for you to really get to know them, 
And when they really feel that connection with you, where they feel like you really understand the journey they're on, the problems they're facing, the challenges they're in the middle of, and and that you have a process that can guide them through that, that's what makes them like, oh my God, I need to work with you. And so building that relationship is really important. And that requires you to get comfortable with confrontation. And I think just doing marketing and sales in general requires us to put ourselves out there and sometimes confronting some of our fears, confronting some of the things that really um, worries us and brings us anxiety, you know, all of that regulating of the nervous system stuff I talked about. And so we want to get more and more comfortable with that so that we can really sit with it. You know, I think building a business is a self-reflection, it's a spiritual journey. And part of the journey is confrontational. It's confronting our own fears, how we see the world and what we think is possible for us and not ignoring it, not denying it, not avoiding it, but being with it. Like just being with it and learning from what is telling us so that we can become better humans and better leaders and better visionaries. Thanks for tuning in to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you next week for more insights, inspiration, and innovation. Check the show notes for additional resources. 